Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Nikki C. Super excited to be here today with a new guest, uh, but just some announcements. Empower to Inspire community is up and running and ready and looking for new founders. If you are interested in knowing about our tour for 2024, our Ladies of Leadership, and how you can get involved as we build leaders globally, you can definitely connect with me at Building a leadershipmindset.com or email me at buildingaleadershipmindset at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's bring on our guests. And before that, um, we are sponsored by Bomb Global and the Connected Leaders Academy. We have some new sponsors, Patrick Root from Root Financial Services. We have Emilio and Daniela Roman under AMA, and that is the Author Millionaire Academy. And we have a new sponsor that we will announce very soon. Well, with, again, without further ado, we have Diana Sikwala. She's an author, spiritual coach, and inspirational speaker. Uh, Diana is a faith-based life coach who uses her life strong and and experience to empower women to achieve their breakthrough. Diana miraculously overcame lives, challenge, life's challenges after serving a devastating health crisis, which ultimately rendered in her penniless and homeless. Through faith and trusting God, Diana was able to heal and positively transform her blessings is a divine gift to others and relies upon her unique experiences during vulnerability and adversity to help women heal, grow, and prosper. Without further ado, from Pretoria, South Africa, we have our beautiful lady guest here. How are you, Diana? Welcome. Thank you so much, um, Nikki. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I'm doing great by God's grace. I'm so blessed to be here. Well, I am blessed that you are here as well. We've been connected for quite some time through the Connected Leaders Academy, and we have had some one-on-ones. We have shared some virtual events and uh, things of that nature. And I actually just received uh, your books, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so I'm just super Ooh. excited that you have joined the Bomb family and are on this journey with us. And just tell us a little bit about who you are, some of the struggles that you mentioned in your bio, and Ooh. how did you get here today? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a mother, a wife, and a granny. And I thank God for all that because I am where I am today because of those portfolios. And above all, I want to say I am a survivor. In all areas of my life, I have survived. There's no area that I look into and realize that I've just sailed through. I, ha I, I don't have such an, a, a space where I can say, this part was beautiful for my life. I went through, as they say, Helen Beck to be where I am. And I'm, I'm blessed to know that uh, today when I look back, I thank God for that preparation. You know, we go through rough patches in life only to find that later God was preparing us for the position that we are today. I'm a life coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. But all these things came because I went through one incident that I'm going to quote here. It's um, a devastating, life-threatening uh, situation where I was highly pregnant at 32 weeks, I suffered preeclampsia. I was quickly admitted into a hospital. Fortunately, I wasn't staying very far from that hospital because in the middle of the night, I, I had a very severe pain on my chest and I started vomiting. And within no time, I was drifting into unconsciousness. I could hear 
but I could not start, I could not make sense of what was around me. Fortunately, I, I managed to reach a, a, a phone. It, we used to have those uh, phones that are attached to the wall. I reached for my phone. I dialed my friend's number and uh, she picked up midnight. She, it was already past 12 towards one. She picked it up and I said to her, please help me. And I, I fainted. She came home. My kids were not even aware. My husband was working very far. No one was aware what is happening in my bedroom. She came. She knocked. Fortunately, we didn't have a, a locked gate. She kept on knocking at the door, but I was not coming out. But one of my sons had the knock. She came to my bedroom. She opened. After she knocked several times, I couldn't wake up. She realized that I'm lying there. She rushed to the door to open and find the lady. Quickly, to fast forward, they found me lying there, already starting to have some seizures. They rushed me to the nearest hospital. At that particular instant, they picked it up that I am highly pregnant, already declared a preeclampsia diagnosis. They rushed me to ICU. From that moment, Hell got loose, if I have to say that. I, I, I was saved from the, 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 I was saved, sorry for the call. I was saved from that incident of fitting, continuous fitting, because they had to take the baby quickly and uh, to try and control the high blood pressure. Then they put me on oxygen and uh, all the, the necessary apparatus needed for such a condition. And uh, from that moment, I could not, uh, my blood pressure could not settle, was becoming uncontrollable every day. The, the medical team tried their best, but my blood pressure was uncontrollable. The, 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 uh, the, the sepsis, started taking control of my wound. It was not healing. Then it was just a problem between that day and a, a full four weeks in ICU when I'm getting a little better, taking me out to, to uh, intensive care from intense, you know, I was between the ICU and, and the intensive care units. Um, at that moment, I kept on going unconscious, Conscious, unconscious. Time and again, I was like fluctuating between the two extremes. And uh, I, I, no one would come to the room except my husband. But most of the time, was un, I was unconscious. Until very late, I think that was the end of the fourth week, where the doctors, one good day, they were around me, all of them. People who have been helping me, the nurses, the doctors. I, I, I saw them coming in, but immediately I saw them. My husband was there. I just went again. But I could hear, I could hear them talking. They were like, you know what? We don't know what to do. They were explaining to him that we don't know what to do. We are trying. We are, we are putting new treatment in and out. But her problem is that the, the blood pressure is not stabilizing. It shoots, it comes down, it shoots and comes down. And my husband was there holding my hands. Deep down, I know that they are getting frustrated. Something may happen to me. And as I was there, I was like feeling myself, I was like seeing myself in this big light around me. I don't think I was dreaming because I was already in that stage. And I tried my best because I'm coming from the health profession. I know that if a person is unconscious, we talk to him, we try to ask him to do some sign to show that he's still here, he's still here as talking. I tried by all means to alert my husband that I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I could hear like somebody's talking to me that just make them aware that you are not going to die. You are here. Make, just do something. You know, I think I, I tried to squeeze my husband's hand. I, I made a sign, but I could hear that they saw something that, no, this lady is still with us. She's not dead. Then they ultimately left. And from that day, 
I think I kept on improving a little bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, until I think on the second month, uh, my blood pressure was still so high. I was anxious of the fact that my kids are home. I was getting better and I wasn't going into unconsciousness anymore that much. But I was starting to be worried about my family situation, my children, my my businesses, my health, my I had a daycare center for children with intellectual disabilities. I knew I needed to be there. They, the, the helpers can handle, but there are things that I have to do. So I started being anxious. And immediately you become anxious, the blood pressure is shooting again. So they kept on asking me, what is your problem? Why? I said, no, better just discharge me. I'm getting worried. Things are not getting well at home. I need to go home. So finally, they gave me strict conditions to stay home, bed rest 100%. Guess what, Nikki? What? I go home. I go home <laughs> with this strict conditions to be in bed, bed rest. I don't have to do anything. The baby has to be in hospital because it's a premature. She must remain there. I, I must express. Somebody must take the, the milk to the hospital. You know, it's the second month I haven't paid my, my debts. There is a knock at the door. People are coming to my door. Hey, you haven't paid. You know, I, I start dealing with people, visitors now that wants to say, why are you not paying? You know, in those days, they wouldn't even phone you. They just come to your door and say, you haven't paid this chess, we are repossessing. Within three months' time, some of my furniture was gone. What does that do to, to my health? I become more worried, more anxious. The crash that I was running had to close because they couldn't handle those kids because of their condition. Now, Income is only from my salary. Six months down the line, my car is repossessed. Seven, eight months, I'm owing like a, more than, it was about three to four months. I was behind. I wasn't really totally not paying, but I was behind with the house because I had two houses. With the other house, I was behind because the, the income was very limited. So they came in to say, listen, you haven't paid for more than three months, even though you made arrangement to pay bits and pieces, but we are repossessing. And in those days, unfortunately, we didn't know how. We didn't know what to, what to say. They come, they give you a document to sign, then they repossess the house. They repossessed my house my other house where I used to do business. Down the line, my current house, because of a lot of things that are now, the salary cannot match. My house is behind. They repossess my house. I had to be evicted of the house. A premature baby, five other kids. Now we are stranded. What do I do? And it's the time that I must go back to work now after being sick for such a period. Now I had to do something about my children and my family. And the fortunate part, it was already towards the, the, the holidays. I had to take everything that I ever owned there and there to my rural village, very far, kilometers and kilometers from my workplace. I wouldn't even travel to go to work. I had to go there, stayed there for a week for the kids to, to settle a bit, then had to come back to the city where I was working. Rented a small place where I could stay with the baby. And everything that I ever owned, the beautiful life I ever lived, the schools where my children uh, where people's the, the, the medium English medium now they are going to the vernacular medium schools you know what it does to the kids they are shocked they don't even understand now they they start being problems because they can't understand the language well they they can't change from English medium to vernacular writing so I start now I start dealing with Kids that are not cooperative, 
I find messages that, you know what, come fetch your kids, they are a problem here. Fast forward, the following year, I had to move to a province further from where we are, where my husband used to work, with the hope that when I go there, at least there will be some support and uh, the boys you know they're getting older, about 16, 17 now, they're starting to be men. They need mentoring. They need a man, mentorship from a, a man. But, you know, unfortunately now, the man is working. The man is compensating by overworking because now we are here with him. He stayed in that place where we, he used to be alone. Now we are there. We need this. We need that. We need that. Most of the time, he's working. Now the boys are going to the streets. They have been raised by their brothers and sisters on the streets. What do they do? They joined whatever group they want to join. Now I start solving teenage-related issues. It has been a struggle. To be honest, it has been a struggle. But when God says it's not over, it is not over. I had to take a back seat, re-look into my life, and I said to myself one day, I said, you know what? The fact that I did not die on that operating table that particular day when I was fitting, it means there's something for me. God has spared me for a purpose. What is it that I am here for? And I, from that moment, based on other support system from the other church members, from other uh, colleagues, you know, we, we didn't have much of a, uh, coaches at that time. I, start, I started taking my life into my own hands. I said to myself, I have to change this situation. God help me to change this situation. I started focusing now into me, not the situation, me. Gradually, as they say, steady but sure, one activity at a time, one step at a time, I started to turn my life around. Wow, wow, wow. One by one, with the support of other people around me, one by one. And you may ask me, how, somebody may say, how did you do that? I think the key here is to not lose who you are. If whatever happens to you still happens, but something in you still knows who you are, if you still know your identity and you can still say, I am more than what is happening to me, I am not what is happening to me. I am somebody else. And I have something in me bigger than what is happening to me. And I can tell you, that's what saved me. Today, I was, I'm sitting here, I said, I know who I am. I know my identity. Further than that, you, when you know your identity, you start being aware of what. What is it that is in you? Wow. You are wired. You, are, you, you have been formed uniquely so. In the form whereby nobody else can do what you can do. Nobody. You can do, but no one will do it better than you do it. You are unique. There is something about you and me that is so different that even though we do the same thing, but I can tell you, if they say to us, we're giving the same resource, we're giving everything, let's make you do it. Let's, co let's make you compete. That's where you will see how unique you, uh, Nikki is, how unique Dinah is. We are going to come out with products of the same material, but uniquely so. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God, Diana, I have never heard you speak in this depth. And let me tell you, you're just an amazing storyteller. I, I just want to thank God that he was with you in those two months uh, during this journey and that you never gave up, right? Tomorrow's never promised. Things will happen to us, some worse than others. And yeah. you have really um, came above all of that. And I just want to thank you for your hard dedication. I, I can't even imagine how the feeling each day having to really think about the reflection part, the reflection part of our lives when we feel like things are not going right and that the world is against us and Ooh. things just just happen to us. One, they don't. They happen to each of us. Like each of us has our own story wow. and we are Ooh. made up very uniquely in God's way, in his vision, Ooh. in his Ooh. image, right? That is where we have to find out. So, oh my God, you dropped so many gems in just like 12 minutes, 18 minutes actually. And I, I just have a few questions. Um, first, just let me know, like, what were those nights like? Like, what were some of your thoughts? Was giving up ever an option? And, you know, just let's start there. Yeah, giving up, it's, um, it's everybody's reaction. You know, it's like when you are faced with a, a giant, the first reaction is fear comes. You want to run because the first instinct is safety. When you, you find yourself in situations where I, I, I was, many times, I was tempted to, to give up. I, I was like, even thinking, what if I just leave everything and just disappear? Nobody knows where I am. And then so that I don't have to deal with all these things. What if, the what ifs will come. They will keep on coming. But I love that, that there is a scripture uh, in Second Corinthians 10, chapter 5. It talks about taking captive of the thoughts that exalt itself above the knowledge of God. If you can still have, and which is connected to what I said, knowing who you are, if you can still say, no man, I want to run away, but what if God has put me so that I can prove this wrong? And you come back to the focus of who you really are. You are able to negate the thoughts. You are able to shoot it down. The same applies to also from a biblical perspective. Uh, the young man who killed Goliath, David, mm -hmm. it's not that he was not afraid. The brothers and the entire army was afraid. But there was something about him. He looked at Goliath and he looked at himself and he said, you know what? I remember killing the lion while I was uh, still a shepherd, whilst, whilst I was tending my father's sheep. If I could kill a lion, I could kill this giant. And he started seeing himself defeating the giant. The problem, uh, Nikki, with us is that uh, as people, after we react, which is a normal reaction, we surrender our power. Yes. And that's something that we should never give away because that's our only thing that we really own besides so many other things. But that, that just really is the essence of are we going to listen to others or are we going to do what we're supposed to do? And thank you so much for bringing scripture as well uh, into the conversation, because it's just so true. The word is uh, to, to empower us again in God's image to live life abundantly, even through the struggles, even through the valleys, uh, be grateful that there, 
that teaching lesson, that experience, that thing that we're going to have to share with someone else. So I'm so excited about having your story here because it's just so powerful. But we are going to take a minute to listen to our sponsor. And I want to chat about your books. And is any of these uh, stories and teachings in your, uh, in your writing? So we'll be right back. Give us a second to listen to our sponsor. And we'll be right back with Diana. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Hello, welcome back. We are here with Deanna on Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. And she just told us a um, her story. And I am just absolutely in awe of the tenacity and the, the resilience that you had to really make sure that you lived long enough to find your worth, to find your voice, to then share it with us and be with us here today. So thank you so much for that. Now we have uh, some books here that you sent me. And the first one I'm going to talk about is Prayers That Get Answers, A Practical Guide. So it's right there. First of all, I love this uh, sunset. Um, I think I posted something yesterday about uh, it looks like the storm first and then the light comes at the end of the tunnel. And I feel like that's what you went through. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this book. Yeah, this um, uh, prayers that gets answers a practical guide. It's uh, it, it, it brings the one part of my challenges as, as I was saying I've got so many challenges that uh, I, I, I can talk about. But uh, in this book, I had an incident where one of my boys were hijacked. It was in during all those times when I was experiencing challenges. This was another one of the challenges. And in that stage, um, I, was, I felt defeated. I, I was like angry. And at the end of the day, I was trying to find anyone who can help me find the boy. And it was like also at night, nobody could help me. I didn't even have enough airtime to call everywhere, to call the police and what, what. So, but at the end of the day, as I was busy there trying to search for help and no one could really help at that moment based on the situation where I was, those I could not get then at time I did not have, I, I end up with nobody else other than the source of life. I said, you know what? I heard it before that God is the giver of life. He's, he's the one that will save us from any situation we find ourselves. Just talk to him. He will hear you. And at that moment, I started saying, I started like challenging him because I didn't know what to say. I was like, like talking to him face to face, telling him, Father God, here is my situation. Here is my son. Please help me. Help me him wherever he is. Protect him. Save him. You know, I was saying all what I could say. And I kept on saying that and that and that until at a certain space, I felt like comfortable, like I've already achieved it's like the answer has already come. You know, you, you pray to the level where you, you feel you have done enough. And instead of being anxious, you become comfortable. And it was 7 p.m. when all the ordeal started until the following morning, without sleeping, going up and down, pacing through the house. Then at about 9-ish during the day, then I received a call that, they found him. He is safe, even though he lost other things. But I, after that incident, I became so anxious. 
I, I didn't want anybody to go anywhere very far. Everybody must be home at the right time, you know, that that stage. So um it, it become it became a problem now that now it drives me towards a feeling panic attacks, anxiety, and all that. I could not sleep, insomnia. But I said, if God could help bring my son back, then God has answered my my prayers. Let me help others that has are experiencing what I'm experiencing, so that they know that God does answer prayers. And when I started dwelling into the writing of the book, uh, indicating the incidences, what happened, I started feeling peace. Then that anxiety just melted away. God answered my prayer. So, so in this book, I'm trying to help others to say, we all go through tribulations, we go through trials, we go through everything, but there is one God that answers prayers. And if you focus and never surrender, definitely your answer will come. Doesn't matter the situation, God answers prayers. Wow. That, that is how this book came, came about. That is so powerful. And, you know, when you said that you were talking to him and challenging him and, you know, like you were face to face with him, that's exactly how I pray throughout the day. Like even before this, I'm like, hey, I'm about to have a podcast with Diana. God, just fill me up with the correct questions, with just whatever your spirit wants our audience to see, right? And yeah. this is what happens. It's just so powerful because there is just one, uh, one God to pray to, to, to really get these, um, these blessings and abundantness. Now, will we get it all the time? Probably not, but there's always a message within that there's always a reason why and sometimes we wow. don't know in that instant we know mm. um very okay. later on in life mm. and that's mm. okay so mm. but having a guide a, a something in action to continue just to be grateful for life to minimize the possibilities of these uh things mm. you have to just believe that yeah. you are protected at all times right so i love that yeah. Um, Thank, you. Thank you. From Scrapeyard to New Beginnings. Actually, when I seen this photo, I uh -huh. was wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Tell us a little bit. How did you, like, was this a real car? Like, what went on with this? Because uh, this art is unbelievable. And I want to know just a bit about uh, what mm, to expect to get here. Yeah. Uh, in, this, in this book, um, it's, it's just a metaphor. <laughs> it it helps us, you know. They say visual is more powerful when when you use visuals. This uh, from scrapyard to a new beginning. Uh, it's it's an indication that you know what, as we already discussed, that we go through stages in life where they can render you, they can render you useless, hopeless, worthless, and uh, you know. Uh, with the current situation where I am as a coach, I've seen situations whereby someone would say, due to whatever happened to them, they surrendered unto the problem. They call themselves the names that depict that particular problem. They don't see themselves as the image of God, the likeness of God. They don't believe in themselves anymore. They are, you know what, the world must just open, I can get in and does it with me. They have given up. So that particular setup in that stage, I call it a scrapyard. A, an old car or a car that has uh, um, had a, a capsized and uh, you know what, it, it goes to a scrapyard. And in a scrapyard, all those cars are at the mercy of their owners. Will they come back, put new parts on them to come back to the road? Or will they decide, you know what? I don't need this car anymore. Crush it to be a scrap. Or what? Then I'm saying you can get out of that scrapyard uh, situation by different types of programs that I do 
to try and bring you out of scrapyard to a new beginning. You 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 are rusted today. There's been uh, um, different seasons, winter, spring, the hails and everything on you. Now through certain programs, with God in the center of all this as the Creator, you become like a new car back to the street. And that's where coaching comes in, where we find a person who says, I give up. I rather just drink something and go. And we say to him, you are more than your problem. We go into different programs. I have a pro programs that uh, we call it Breakthrough, Victorious Living. We, I have a program that uh, I, I call it Pressed but Not Destroyed. It comes from the, the scriptures. Then I say, let's give God a chance and see what is it that he has planted within you. What talent are there? In fact, if you ask a person, even, even a young girl, and say to them, what do you want to be in life? They will tell you, a grade five, grade, uh, grade one. They know what they want to be. They never went to school for that, but they already know right. what they want to be. It's because something within them is being planted and it's up to them to nurture it, bring it forth and achieve uh, their destiny. So some people don't see what is in them because of the situations, because of what happened to them. Now they remain in the scrapyard forever if they don't get help. But yeah. everybody has an opportunity to change from scrapyard to a new beginning through different programs. And one of them is my coaching. I love that. That is, that is such a beautiful analogy to visual, visually see your struggles and what the possibilities are only if you're willing to get out of that and become that new shiny car in your life for yourself, for your family. Uh, I, I just love the concept. I think it's great. And coaching is so important because I have two coaches and I'm sure you've had coaches and we yeah. are coaches, right? And yeah. we come yeah. into this forum and we just share that life happens, but life can be different if we choose to create that path for ourselves. And I love that you mentioned that earlier as well. Like, are you going to feel defeated in mm. everything that you've been through? Or are you going to use your mess and make it your message? And that's yeah. what you've been doing. And you've been doing that beautiful, beautifully. And that's Thank what you. I love about getting... Um, guests on the podcast in our communities, because the little time that we have on like virtual coffees and stuff like that, we talk about many things. It's, it's both yeah. of us. Right. And yeah. here I get to highlight you. I get to know more about you. And let me tell you that I am just so intrigued. Um, and I can't wait to continue to see how we can work together. Diana, you're absolutely amazing. And we have one more book, um, which we will be talking about. This is your newest book, right? In fact, um, the, the, the scrapyard is the latest. Oh, <laughs> that one is the latest. So we do yes. have experiencing the personal God, and we've been talking um, about Him uh, most of this uh, podcast. Insights of the Holy Christian Living. Give us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, while we were talking, we mentioned uh, that the importance of having. Uh, uh, people who are supporting us like, like life coaches. It reminds me about uh, today's uh, uh, talk that I had. It was about mentorship. We need to be having people around us that we can look up to as our mentors, as our coaches. A mentor would help put, you, put your focus on what you, you, you intended to do. And through her experience or his experience, he is able to keep you focused. He's able to tell you, take this route and not that route. Because I've been there, I know what is happening there. So I, I, 
I, I talked about it and giving a particular experience of a young man called Joshua who was following Moses. It's, the, it's a, a biblical story. He, when Moses died, no one could take them over to the promised land but Joshua because Joshua had been closer, had been mentored, had been coached. So people shouldn't think coaching is only to, to, to make money. Coaching is a necessity. We are coaches in our own spaces. Therefore, we need to take it very seriously. This book, uh, it, 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 it's because of, uh, you know, we, we grow. My experience helped me to grow. My experience helped me to change my perspective, to, to, to reset my, my thoughts, mind resetting, so that I see things from a different perspective. And when a challenge comes, I no more ask why. I say, what must I do with this challenge? Show yeah. me, show me. There is a reason, there is a purpose. For, for, for a challenge, it's going to grow me. This book is specifically for growing one's faith to understand that you are not alone. You didn't just fall from nowhere. Apples falls from an apple tree. You, you, are, you fell, you fell from something. You have a source. I don't care what source is you, the source of your life is, but I know we all have a source, my supernatural source, the God in me. If you connect with your source, there's no way you can go wrong. And you grow your faith, you would know. You know, when you grow in faith, you start being grounded. I have a, one other program. I, I, uh, it's for, for helping someone who has lost, you know, lost, lost, what can I say? Uh, let's say not lost faith, lost their, their sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lost sense of who they are. Maybe they've, they lived with these people who always shut them down. You, you can't think you, when you want to come up with an idea, they shut you down. When you want to suggest something, they shut you down. So you, you become so, you know, you 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 just not finding who you are. You don't have the roots. It helps you to to maximize your roots to be rooted. No should be no. Yes should be yes. And uh, yes, so it, it helps. So I, that book, well, it came because I was taking different resources. I was reading. I was attending workshops. I was you know I was meeting people. I, I was like. Anything that can give me stability, I want it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a resource on my own. I'm a resource. Whatever comes my way, I, 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 I search it. My antenna search it. Where do I, where do I put it? <laughs> where do I put this? Where do I so I found. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I need, I need to file it properly. Otherwise, if it's misfiled, it's going to distract me. I need to put it in the right cabinet. And in that right cabinet, I know there are bosses there. They will deal with it. So I'm able to say, okay, you belong there. There is a library there. You are falling under A, B, C, D, or which letter? Then I filed it there. Then I'll deal with it at that level. So that is the reason why this book, it's just helped us to be stronger, stronger in the Lord, grounded, unshakable. Yeah, and you shared something very important, which was the word why. Um, I was seeing on a reel, um, a few days ago, I think it was the day before yesterday. And on that reel, there was someone being asked, this girl asked this gentleman, if you had a question or a wish to ask God, what would it be? And he said, well, can I be honest with you? And he's like, um, I actually wouldn't ask him for anything. I would actually thank him and be gratified for what I have. And then... Mm -hmm. 
he said that he was not going to ask God why, why him? And mm -hmm. what does why stand for? And these are a few acronyms that he threw out that just had me like, mm -hmm. I need to write this down. So this is a yeah. perfect time uh, to share it. So why yeah. can stand for who hurt you, who, who helped you, you, and mm. who healed you? Wow. Who healed you? Oh my God. Mm. That was like so powerful. And then the fact that you have three amazing books, which I can't wait to dive deep into them and follow up with you is that with prayer, God hears, and then he answers, whether it's yes. in our favor or not, Lots. for one reason or another, that's what happens to us each and every day if we just have faith and if yeah. we just make it part of our routine, right? Part of our yeah. day. Um, mm. because what we're all here for is to live prosperous lives. We, we mm. were made for a purpose. We need to live life in search of that purpose so that we can deliver exactly mm. what we're put here to do. And we only do that when we say yes to ourselves, when we stop mm. making it uses when we put him right at the center of our journey yeah that's when things change and that's Definitely. i'm a walking testimony to that of february 2020 is when i said you know what i'm just gonna go all in found the church that i can call my church started my businesses at the same exact time and three years later all i can be is grateful yeah. Is it all pretty? The journey? Yeah. Absolutely not. There's no. ups, downs, tears, uh, anxiety, mm. uh, just uh, imposter syndrome. Um, mm. <laughs> all these things that we have the tools for as coaches to be mm. able to share. Not only have I been it, in it, not only did I get some expertise and experience in it, but now we've found tools that worked for us. Mm. Here's what we have for you. So all you have to do is really seek that. And yeah. Diana, you have bring so much value to this call, to this community. I am just super in awe. I, I, you know, it may have had to take this long to get us together and get us connected <laughs> because I have the books in hand and it's just phenomenal to know you. How can people get a hold of you or know a little about you, your coaching program to get hands on these books? How can they connect with you today? Yes, um, I have a landing page. Uh, I think, uh, let me put it on the chat if I can. Uh, I think I also send it to you. Yes, I have it. So I'll put it in the show notes and I don't think anyone's going to see those particular comments. Um, but oh. Just uh, tell us, like, how can we find you on your social media handles? And uh, okay, on social media, I have um, you. Right there, there. I can't see myself anymore. Oh, I see I, you. I, I put a, I, <laughs> I'm out of the screen. I don't know what I I did. Uh, let me go there. Oh my god. Uh, I I am there. Thank you. I'm, I'm on. I'm using my email address, dianasequaila120 at gmail.com. Through that, they can contact me so that I they book a call because on the landing page, uh, email, which is different from the, the ordinary email address, there is a page because it's only two pages. The second page is the one that has the the, the information for booking a call with me or an appointment with me. Other than that, let them use my email to reach out so that we can arrange a call. Then we take it things from there. Secondly, I'm on Facebook. They can con connect me on Facebook and I've got a message messenger there that they can DM me, Diana Sequaila as my name and say name then they can DM on my Facebook, then we make arrangements to meet. I'm still planning other platforms that uh, would serve this particular purpose. 
Awesome. And what is, uh, just give us a few words before we close out. Again, I just want to say thank you. You're amazing. And what are the last few words you want to leave us with our audience? Uh, I want our audience to know that um, a pizza, a puzzle is made of different pieces. And those pieces, in some example of a, a, a puzzle, they are not of the same shape. They are of different shapes. But when we bring them together, they form a beautiful picture of a puzzle. So you find that you are that smallest piece that is just needed to complete the puzzle. I want you to know that you are more important than you think. Without that small piece, the puzzle is incomplete. Therefore, know that you are unique. You have a seed in you, find it, plant it, nature it, multiply it, save. And I can tell you, you will be the happiest, the most peaceful person because you are doing what God has created you for. Thank you. That is so powerful. Thank you. Uh, you're absolutely, again, amazing. Can't wait to connect with you. Thank you so much to listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. You're going to have to put this one on repeat because this was inspirational. It was empowering. It was just everything exactly that I needed to hear and be reminded because sometimes we hear things over and over again from different coaches, different masterminds, different events, and there's nothing like hearing it one more time for it to actually click and make sense. And I hope that that is what's happening here during this uh, amazing call today. So thank you so much for tuning in. As I always say, have a great day and make it count. Thank you so much. Thank you.